0: Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us again here at Thinking Man Business Labs for another edition. Today we have the one of the linchpins of probably the media in rugby league over the last how many years? Do we say now, Andy? Uh, thirty over yeah. the last thirty over the last thirty years. So yeah, we're humbled to have him here on our on our show to share some of his knowledge on on the beautiful game of rugby league, but also talk a little bit deeper about the players and, and some of the responsibilities that they have and some of our responsibilities towards those, those players, especially some of the younger ones. And um, welcome, 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 Andy. Thanks for joining us on Thinking um, Man Business Labs. I appreciate it. Pete, absolute
1: pleasure. I didn't ever think I'd be interviewed or podcasted on something titled Thinking Man because that's <laughs> not my strength, but it's <laughs> great to join you, mate.
0: Yeah, excellent, excellent. So um, what, 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 what's the story with you? Where, where are you at the moment? Are you still with, with Fox? Where, where are you working? What's the, what's no, the, what's I, the uh,
1: I'm, a, I'm a COVID casualty with, uh, with Fox Sports. After 23 years there, I was uh, given a tap on the shoulder, didn't see it coming. Uh, wow. And it, it, it happened uh, in about 40 minutes. Um, wow. And it's a huge surprise. Uh, no anger. Uh, yeah. to, it's a business decision. I I realise it's not personal, um. But yeah, uh, disappointed, upset, pissed off, a whole a whole range of things. But but not angry in any way, shape or form. What we're going through in 2020 is you know a, a generational thing, and there yeah. is so many people hurting and so many people uh, and families unsure where friday's lunch is going to come from yeah um, so true you know i've I've, uh, I've been battling you know mental demons over the last couple of months since the fox sports thing but you know i've I got a redundancy payout but there's there's families that don't know what's next where mum's lost the job dad's lost the job the savings weren't you know in order mm. so there's a lot of other people a lot worse off than me and i I'm heartbroken for them, mate. To be yeah. to be honest, I'm heartbroken to lose my spot at Fox. Yes. but I'm heartbroken for them in the in in real life because yeah. uh, you know there's there's a lot more to to real life than than just your job.
0: Yeah, and this is um I think one of the reasons why I started the the podcast is to see that that people on the other side. Don't necessarily have it a, uh, have it a, uh, as easy as everybody else. Like you've said, you've gone through your mental demons. Can you give us some tips on what's helped you sort of get through that journey or that 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 circle of? Um, and I'm, I'm sure you're, mental, you're probably still fighting them now. Yeah,
1: mental strength has probably never been my
0: yeah yeah.
1: My mental strength has never been my my uh, my strength, so to speak. Uh, What I have ensured in the last uh, two and a half months since the phone call from Fox was that uh, I remain balanced mentally and and physically. Um, Don't try and predict the future. Don't try and get lost in um, in over-projecting and trying to figure out where I'm going to be in eight years. I look after myself today. Mm -hmm. Um, I make sure today is balanced. I do what I need to do today for the future, but without having the future as my focus. And and so far, so good. Um, I can see how a lot of guys, because, you know, a, a lot of us have, have got too big an ego or too big a tough guy image that we, we don't ask for help.
0: Yeah, and, that's right.
1: You know, it's great to promote Are You OK? Day and, and things like that. You know, it's, and it's all a wonderful initiative. But us blokes have got to learn that if someone asks you OK and you're not, actually say so. Don't, yeah. don't put on the, you know, don't stick out your chest and pretend you're the tough guy. Um, yeah. so, I, so I've sought, um, you know, conversations with a whole range of people and, and spoken very openly to, to them. Um, and, and I'm actually travelling all right, but you know, there's, as I said, uh, what started this? There's there's a people in a whole lot worse way than me, and just yeah. because we we have a wonderful job and a, a high profile job, it doesn't mean we're uh, immune from the
0: day to day issues that, that others face. That's that's 100% right, and I think what you talk about, like Aik Day, is great. But I always say to my friends, when you're my friend, like AIK Day is every day. So if I, ask you, if I ask you something, then I expect you to um, – that's what we're here for. You're not a burden. You're not, you're not, you're not making my life harder. You're actually making yeah. it harder by not saying anything because I know there's something wrong. Exactly
1: right, mate. No, I mean, that's a wonderful attitude and philosophy to have.
0: Yeah. So, um, you know, and like we said, there's a lot of people um, that have got it tough. So um, to everyone that, that is doing it tough, reach out to your friends. Um, yeah and and reach out to your family we've all we've all got someone that we can reach out to and if not we're in a very lucky country where there are things like lifeline there are things like beyond blue that we can all contact at any point in time 24 hours a day seven days a week so i trust especially men where it's four to one i think the stats at the moment um, yeah. from from a suicide perspective and it's horrible because what we're doing during this lockdown is people are, are heading to um, alcohol even more so yeah. than normal, which is not just a beer at the pub, but now it's four or five beers at home, which is probably a lot more dangerous than having four or five beers with with your mates because yeah. you know you're doing it as a social event rather than isolating and and having those yeah. beers. So, um, you know, I just uh, just be just be careful with that with everybody and reach out reach out to your friends. And I don't want it to turn into a, a mental health podcast, but I think it's actually quite it's a, a real topical. Um, a, a, a real topical theme at the moment. And I think we yeah, need to look out uh, for each other. And um, like Andy said, nobody's immune to it. So when we see somebody um, from the NRL or or, or whatever sport that, that may be, and we see them going to rehab, let's not laugh it off anymore. Let's not say, oh, he's too weak or whatever. It's not about that. If he's, I mean, it takes a lot more courage to say, I yeah, need to go to rehab, than it doesn't. So I commend yeah, those guys. Almost,
1: it's almost you know, we should be applauding them and embracing them and saying, you know, well done for seeking treatment. Uh, often, often a lot of us wait till we hit, um, you know, really low points before we seek help. Uh, and in the footballers' cases, it means, you know, a public stuff up where, you know, they get caught doing something that, Uh, that they shouldn't then they go and seek help I'd I'd love to be able to try and change the psyche where Hmm. we can identify you know when we're when we're sliding and getting into that spiral and we actually seek help and seek advice before we reach rock bottom because rock bottom is a place that you know if any of us can avoid it do it however you can it's it's a horrible place to be
0: yeah it is it is it is a horrible place to be and I'm not you know, shamefully, in saying, oh, "I've been there, and I got out of it." And um, you know, it it's, it doesn't stop chasing me. Do you know what I mean? I've still got to stay fit and sleep well, and and eat the right things, and do all those basic things that people just take for granted. You know, even going for a walk every day, you'd be amazed how much of a difference it makes, especially down in lockdown. You know, so um, without going down on further 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 on that, you've got your, you've got your own podcast as well. So um, we're going we're going head to head.
1: <laughs> we will be. You're still the king at the moment, mate. <laughs> we've, we've, I've got it. Uh, I've got a couple of uh, ideas uh, that we me and my wife are just starting to to look into uh, putting together a business plan um, and want to get it right before I start. Sure. And if that means holding it off for four weeks or six weeks, so be it. Uh, but got a, got a couple of ideas. Got you know thirty years of wonderful contacts with stories to tell. Sure, um, something I'm, I'm excited about. To yeah. be honest, it, uh, it'll it'll be very different. It'll it'll have its challenges, like uh, like any new venture, like any small business. Mm. But um, you know, I don't have to conquer the world. That's not my goal. My goal is, you know, have a bit have a bit of fun and see where we can go with it.
0: Yeah, that's 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 the only attitude you can have because there are that many podcasts out there that yeah. you've got to differentiate um, somehow. And I think having somebody like you who's been on the um, periphery of of football for for that for that for that long, yeah. that I mean, it's it's a, it's a good different perspective. So um, I wish mm-hmm. you the best of luck with that. And um, you. if you need a, need a hand with anything, you know, you know how to get me and all that sort of stuff. Awesome. And, I know I know we just met today <laughs> physically <laughs> we've been talking on facebook for a little while but um and I follow you you've got a show a facebook live show that you do
1: it's yeah just something to um to keep that connection with uh with the the people that know me through rugby league I I didn't get emotional about the fox decision but I what I did get emotional about was the outpouring And the overwhelming support from people that I haven't met, you know, face to face, but people that for 25 years have welcomed me into their lounge room once or twice a week. And and my goal was always to give you a little bit of a laugh, maybe entertain you a little bit, maybe tell you something you didn't know about a game or a, a sport or an athlete, but primarily to make you relax and forget about the worries in your life yeah, just
0: nice.
1: just for half an hour of a week and the outpouring of support amazing social media is not always such a nice place sure.
0: uh,
1: <laughs> and the comments were just so overwhelming it was it was very very humbling and uh and I thought if I can stay contacted to, to, uh, to the people that, that, you know, took time to write messages or, or post things or put up photos, you know, it's a really nice start. So, yeah, we're, we're having a little bit of a Facebook live chat of a Monday night. Um, we're doing about half an hour. Uh, good fun, varied topics, uh, ask anything, talk about anything. Um, and uh, Yeah, nice little way to finish our rugby League weekend.
0: Yeah, yeah that's exactly right and uh, i've been on a couple of those facebook lives there's been some um, fantastic comments um, some fantastic questions from Yay. from the audience and a real inter- it seems like a real interactive group which is which is fantastic
1: yeah, I think they're a loose group. I think yeah. they're,
0: they're,
1: they're rugby league tragics, which yeah. is uh, which is me to a tee, but yeah. I'm having a blast at the moment. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's a bit like this podcast. This podcast was never designed to be the best podcast in the world. I just said one day I'm going to get some content out there and yeah. not being a rugby league guy myself, um, I could come up with a, with, 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 with a totally subjective view on, yeah. on where I feel things are going. So my heart... Isn't um, I haven't got a rugby league heart, if that makes sense, and yeah, and, yeah. and and I know that in the comments going to be like, well, oh, you interviewing all these NRL stars, well, you've got no right to do that, blah blah blah. Well, it, I think it helps sometimes having that outside perspective to be able to talk all subjectively times, yeah. without without any. You know, I've, I've got no skin in the game in any of these football teams. My, my team was Dealer Warriors Steelers and they got ripped out of my heart. So ever since then, I haven't been a football guy, believe it or not, um, except for State of Origin, which, you know, you can't help but get enamoured by. Um, so for me, I, I, I'm a businessman and a business coach and I do a lot of, a lot of that sort of stuff. So I thought a business co- podcast with some sports guys and understanding Um, And you've been around a lot of guys, so you know a lot of guys So what do you think the number one problem is for them when it comes to football as a business? I think it
1: is uh, Not so much the wrong people in their ears but too many people in their ears and these are these are very young and impressionable Athletes um, that, are, that are earning in some cases huge amounts of money very, very quickly. Um, and as young athletes coming through the system they're often told yes for every request they have, if they want to go here for a weekend or if they don't want to play or if they want new shoes, if they want a new video game, yes, 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 keep them happy. Uh, he's my little superstar, and, and yeah. let's keep him happy. And I think when they get into the real world, and the real world is probably, has a lot more no's than yes's. It's been realistic. And whether it's at a nightclub where they meet a young lady and she says no, or whether it's a business plan or a coach or whatever it may be, they're not used to being told no. And I think that's where a lot of the off-field dramas, you know, start from. Uh, Very difficult because you you can, tr- In most cases you can trust your parents to guide you properly, but in most cases your parents might not be the ones qualified to mm. take you down a- the correct uh, financial path. And so therefore you've got to open yourself up as a young athlete to listening to your parents and their wishes, but also in the knowledge that you need a manager and an advisor and maybe a solicitor and a lawyer. Uh, to guide you properly, well, all of a sudden there's seven people in the room, and you're getting torn in in mm-hmm. different directions. there's no uh, there's no perfect solution to it and, and it changes from individual to individual about who you can trust and why you can trust them. but I, I think when it comes down to it, they're impressionable young men with bucket loads of money, and at times, sadly, the vultures, you know come flying in
0: yeah and I've, I've always i've always talked about it and i've always felt that they do need do need a team that they can trust yes and that's, that's, that does start with mum and dad if mum and dad are around if not an uncle or or yep. some sort of elder in their family that they've looked up to yep. um that person in their ear with the team um yes. that helps them make good decisions so i've always felt like you know we give away 15 percent or 12 percent, whatever it is to super as part of our jobs that we do, yep. I've always felt in a career that's so short—it's been ten to fifteen years maximum, right? Um, unless you're Cameron Smith, um, yep. <laughs> and um, you know, I've always felt that they should have like some sort of mini super where they get it when they're thirty or thirty-one. They take yep. off—you t- you take off another fifteen percent or twenty percent—so so they can't they can't burn it all, all that, but yep. they, cause they just, will find a way of burning it all. Yeah, there's, there's
1: as as many. Bad stories, as there are, there is as many really positive stories and young players that have, uh, you know, still enjoyed life and still been on holidays and and bought whatever car they want to buy. Yeah, uh, yeah, they've still put the money away. And there's a lot of real success stories. Uh, Mark Carroll, the the former New South Wales force, a big Spud. Yes. Father has been a very successful real estate agent in Sydney's Northwest for the best part of probably 30, 40 years. And very early in Mark's career, in fact, I think it may have been his his first contract. Uh, Dad Dave decided, okay, the money's going into property. And Mark's been able to make a real uh, nest egg and a real financial success of himself. Well,
0: wow, and that's, that's, great with, story. that's
1: with the with the urging of uh, urging. Support and guidance of parents and, and there 's a lot of stories like that but uh, unfortunately it's it 's not those stories that, that people seem to want to read it 's more the scandal or the, the, yeah, the story yeah. of failure that that becomes back page or front page news
0: and I think that's that 's the sad part and i'd like to hear your perspective on where you stand on this because um, it is quite a controversial topic i I am of the believer that these football players um, aren't people to look up to. Not that they're bad people, but I don't think that, they, that, they, that they should be, you know, mum and, da- mum and dad should be the guys that you look up to um, or some uncle that you look up to, not a football player that's 21 that hasn't been through life yet. Yes, you can revere their skills and you can say, I wish I could play like them and I, I want to be like him one day. But for them to be your social and moral compass, I think there's something there's something wrong with stuff, just like when girls look up to the Kardashians, you know? Like they, they can't be your moral compass. Yep.
1: No, I, I fully agree and just because you're uh, an elite level athlete or a, an A-list celebrity, uh, I don't think role model or moral compass comes into it in any way, shape or form. Uh, if, if I'm a parent of a a, a young one, I'm certainly not... Looking at a uh, an athlete or a celebrity and saying this is, you know, probably the direction I would be looking if I were you. This is what I would be striving for. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm I'm more like you and and picking someone that's actually made a, a success of themselves, a uh, someone in the family that's that's done very well and is very grounded. However, being in the public eye as all these people are, I think. Even though I don't class them as role models and I don't think they should be classed as role models, I do think they have an obligation uh, to accept the fact they're in the public eye, uh, accept the fact fact that the little kids may be influenced by what they see or what they hear. I think they've got a code of conduct, uh, especially uh, sportsmen and women that they should adhere to. Uh, for the betterment of the next generation.
0: Yeah, I, I, I think I agree with that. And uh, as soon as we, there needs to be some type of, um, you know, whether it's leeway or some some type of, like you said, the moral the moral compass not coming into the into the equation, but them taking some sort of responsibility. And like you said, they've got a code of conduct that they've got to follow, just like we all do in all jobs. You know, you you would have had a code of conduct in in Fox Sports. I've got things that I've got to produce. When I do my job, I've got to make sure that I'm on the ball all day, every day. Otherwise, you know, I I can't just not turn up. Just like they can't just not turn up to training because they've had a bender the night before, you know?
1: Yeah, exactly exactly right, mate. And I I think realistically, like, these guys get into trouble and they might get suspended or they might get fined, but the consequences... In the real world, if you screw up, are a lot more severe than a fine or a, a three-game suspension of a rugby league game. We we lose our jobs. Um, yeah. You know, we uh, we lose our our livelihoods. We uh, we compromise our future.
0: Yeah. So, if you if if you were Somewhere in the working, somewhere in the NRL, and you could help these people. What would you think would be one of the top three, or maybe you know, the top three things that you could change to sort of help some probably some of the younger guys? I reckon, you know, once you sort of start getting to 27, 28, I think we're doing okay. We're sort of yep. established ourselves, we've matured, we've mm-hmm. probably got our group of friends that we can all rely on. But yep. when you're 21, 22, 23, I, I really. And I, and I know it sounds like I'm defending them to no end, but it's just I really because I, I look back at myself when I'm 21. Oh, you look yeah. back at yourself when you were 21. Yeah. I mean, there was no phones, there was no social media. I mean, no. let's be perfectly honest. If some of that stuff got out with anyone that was 21 at 20 yeah. at that time, I mean, we'd all be over the papers. So guilty as charged. Yeah, guilty yeah. yeah. as charged. I don't, I
1: don't know how you can, um, how you can improve on it. Um, I think maybe the first thing that I would look at if if I was the NRL is um, uh, how to better classify and accredit player managers. Mm -hmm. So much emphasis is put on the player manager from the family and from the young athlete, and we see stories regularly uh, pop up in the media about... Uh, a player manager doing the wrong thing, a a player manager, uh, you know, ripping off a player, uh, trying to induce young players through certain things. I think they've probably got to um, maybe be a little bit more selective Mm -hmm. in who they put the player managers into the game. Uh, You know, you can train the player managers up, but, you know, that's a whole different argument because the player managers in effect don't work for the NRL. So do they have to follow the NRL rules? They're, they're a business unto themselves and they're doing what's best for themselves or what they see is best for themselves. Um, I think the NRL has done the right thing by increasing the age of what a contracted player can be and what a first-grade player can be and just cutting out, you know, the sixteen. Are two years more um, open to you know uh, in, life's in experiences. Uh, they're more impressionable. So at, at least at 18, you know who you can su- you surround yourself with, um, and, and make a a better judgment. I mean, sure. imagine. Imagine player managers and clubs and sponsors coming into a 16-year-old's yeah. house and, and telling him, you know, the world's your oyster and I can get you this much money and free Nikes for yeah. the rest of your life and you'll end up with yeah. 10 houses. Sure. And the kid will do anything he can to, to get, a, yeah. get a piece of that. That's At right least that right. extra two years of life experiences may prevent a little bit of that.
0: Yeah, that's, that's so true. And unless you're in that sort of situation, like we can talk about it all day. We don't really know what it's, what it's like to have that sort of money thrown at us and those sort of pressures thrown at us and, you know, losing old friends, replacing them with new friends, all that sort of stuff, you know, um, I think some of the guys that I've, that I've met have done a really good job when, when they've kept some of their old friends from and they don't, they don't change them. Do you know what I mean? It's because yeah. they've kept grounded and, and haven't, yeah. haven't um, just fallen into the trap. But I can see how easy it is, it is to do that. So
1: it's, it's about finding the right people too. I mean, I'm quite sure there's NRL players like, as there are people in society that continually hang around what most of us would term as are the wrong people. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're loyal, so they're still hanging around them. So. Yeah. <laughs> okay.
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a tough it, one. It, it is, it is, it is a tough one. So, um, what about what about the NRL? It's been obviously a crazy, crazy season. We've already talked, touched on COVID and the effects it's had on society yeah. and um, depression and all that sort of stuff for for males. But what about what about the, the affected season? How how do you think that's going to play out for for clubs for clubs now, and especially? Oh, yeah. The bottom bottom couple of
1: clubs will probably use COVID as an excuse that the season was uh, (laughs) was interrupted, not worth anything. And the top couple of clubs will say, well, you know, who cares? It's play on. There was talk that the season is always going to have an asterisk next to it because it was COVID interrupted. Well, if that's the case, don't play now. Just postpone it. it. It's still footy. It's still on. And the best team will probably more than likely still win and that's been the case majority of the years um, as long as we can all remember. I think the football has been wonderful. I think uh, by and large the, uh, the clubs have done extremely well and worked almost in a united fashion for the betterment of the game and it's been a while since that's happened. Yes. Um, You know, financially, they're taking more responsibility as a unit, uh, and that's the NRL, the Commission, and all the clubs. They're looking at a better game and a more sustainable game. And I can't remember that happening in the past. There is always someone that wants something else and, and, and won't work as a team. So if anything positive has come of this, maybe a little unity in terms of, everyone pushing in the same direction for the betterment of the game and the next generation that, that comes through and play.
0: Yeah. I think that's a wonderful way, wonderful way to look at it because um, i think I watched a couple of games this season, but one was that stood out was Parramatta versus Souths, which was just a, yeah. a fantastic game to watch from in, from end to end. So, I mean, if, I mean, it's hard to use that as a benchmark, but to say that football hasn't been good um, would be an under uh, an under an understatement yeah. and not fair not fair on the players, not fair yeah, on the players.
1: They they've done really well, haven't they? In yeah. terms of, uh, in terms of, you know, they they trained for three and a half months over the pre-season. They played two games and then got locked in their bedrooms for for mm. a couple of weeks. I think they've uh, they've shown a remarkable uh, discipline mentally as well as physically, to, to come back in such wonderful shape. Uh, I think it's going to be a really long season for some of the young men who haven't played 18 games in 18 weeks before. There's always been, you know, a, a weekend off or a bye weekend or a split round because of state of origin. Uh, it's, it's going to be a very long and very tough season for a lot of these footballers, but I, I commend them. I think they've been fabulous.
0: Fantastic, fantastic. Look, I really appreciate your time today. Was there anything else that you sort of wanted to touch on around around football, around what you're doing? Um, yeah, yeah, there, there is one.
1: There is, um, you know, be the guy that jumps on the soapbox and, and, and we should all listen to him. But the pictures from the Broncos Warriors on Saturday night I thought were horrific of... of young players in tears on the field afterwards. These are young, impressionable men, very physically tough, maybe not mentally as tough as we'd like. Uh, and it wasn't because they'd lost a football game. It was because of the the external pressures from whether it's media, from fans, from supporters of their own club, from their own friends or their own inner expectations Let's not push them too hard. Let's, let's judge players and what they do on the field. Let's not judge what type of person they are or have a go at them uh, in any personal nature. I, I have never attacked uh, any of them
0: mm.
1: at a personal level and I see no reason for any fan to do that. Call them names and yell and scream and cheer for your own side and yeah. boo the ones you don't like to boo. But uh, boo the Buddha jersey! Don't don't have a crack at the player. They're you know they're not unbreakable.
0: But if 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 anything um, from what you're saying is, it, it just shows me how passionate they are for the yeah. game of rugby league. So at the end of the day, whether you're a fan, whether you're a mascot, whether you're a football player, whether you're a, 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 you know a referee, you, you've yep. got a passion for that game. Yeah. and by sitting there and, and maybe shedding a couple of tears at the end of the game, it just goes to show how important a football game is for them. So we should be commending them in a way to say these guys actually give a shit, okay? Yeah, yeah. You know, and um, I'd rather watch people that are giving giving it a crack and give a shit than people that don't.
1: I fully agree with you, Pete. Fully yeah, agree
0: with so we shouldn't be jumping on on anyone's um, you know back. For stuff no. like that, because well,
1: one of the great things of sport is being able to boo the opposition in a yeah. nice in a nice way. But you know, when it gets personal to you know calling names to someone you've never met, mm. yeah, that's not my go.
0: Yeah, yeah, same, same with me, mate. So um, Facebook Live is on
1: Monday nights. Monday nights it, at six thirty. Yeah. Uh, little, How did I get you? Just on Andy Raymond, yeah. Uh, Andy Raymond page on Facebook. Uh, give us a like. Jump on in and um, we'll have a chat about footy on a Monday yeah. night for a half hour.
0: Sounds good, mate. I'll be definitely seeing you there, and um, that's where you can keep us posted about your podcasts that are coming up and all that, all that sort of stuff.
1: We'll do, boss.
0: Yeah. So um, just just an example. This is a great example of somebody who's lost their job during COVID, and you know. We can all sit and say, okay, he's had a he's, he's had a successful media career so he's got a lot of connections and it's a lot easier for him to pivot into podcasting. But I bet you he shits himself just as much as the next guy about these new um, ventures. I mean, tell yep. us a bit about the thought process of, of starting something brand new. I'm sure it's just as hard as anybody else starting a new job.
1: I'm terrified. Right. I am absolutely terrified. No, I'm leaning on family and I'm leaning on my wife to... Uh, to, to guide me, uh, to support me, and to actually to, to give me a little bit of a push. Come yeah. on, let's, let's do this today. Let's get this going. Uh, yeah. you know, it, it is, it's not a complete change of industry, but it's a, a change of basic function. Sure. And um, yeah, I I'll put my hand up, I'm terrified yeah. of That yeah. I'm not gonna let the, the future beat me. I'll concentrate on today, as I said at the start of the podcast. I'll concentrate on today, mate. I'll make sure I'm balanced. Yeah. I'll make sure I'm better. Yeah, this afternoon than what I was this morning, and we'll see what happens tomorrow.
0: And that's it, and that's uh, I guess that's that's a tie-in that I just wanted to make to people that are scared and they are leaving jobs and they are going into. You know, everybody goes through the same emotions, whether whether you're a star, whether you're not. you you've been in a job for twenty, thirty years. You almost feel institutionalized by that. So when yeah. you try to when you try something new, to have fear. It's it's normal. Just don't yeah. let that fear stop you from um, giving something a that, from giving something a crack. Um, yeah. And uh, if we'll you do, ahead. reach out, reach out to your reach out to your friends, to people that are listening. You know that have been, might be offered jobs down the track, and they don't know yeah. what to do and all that sort of stuff. So I think this is all about the community now. Um, everybody's sort of helping each other out and it's been great it's been great to watch so Andy thank you very much for being on probably one of the world's worst podcasts thank you so much
1: (laughs) you've been hard on yourself mate
0: (laughs) but I really appreciate it and um, once again Facebook Live you can get him at Andy Raymond on on, on Facebook he'll be there he'll be answering your questions and um, mate great to great to talk to you and I'm sure we'll touch base again at some time in the future
1: Look forward to it, buddy, any time.
0: All right, mate. Thank you so much. See you, mate. See you, mate. Bye-bye.